Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of The Knobcast. We are still going. We are out here. I'm, as always, joined by Gasky, Manchester United fan extraordinaire, doing his best impression of a zebra. If you are watching on the YouTube, if you aren't watching on the YouTube, if you're watching on Spotify or Apple, then you won't know what I'm talking about. But he's wearing the uh, Manchester United away slash third strip from a few seasons ago, where it's the lovely uh, white and black stripes. And he does look like a zebra. Gasky, how you doing, my man? I'm very good. Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm doing sensational. I'm doing sensationally. Good. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you the reason why I'm doing sensationally. It's two words. Erling Haaland. Manchester City 4, Crystal Palace 2. Look at that segue. BBC Radio 2. Sign me up. Manchester City 4, Crystal Palace 2. As I say, what a game. What a game this was. From, from the jaws of death and defeat and loss... Manchester City able to somehow come back into the game 2-0 down, bringing it back to 4-2. Gasky, 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 Gasky. Your name is Gasky. City lost this game last season. They did not have a striker last season. And for me, the reason why they won, uh, not sorry, not today, the other day is because last season they didn't have a striker. This season... They do. Talk to me about Erling Haaland's outrageous performance that we just saw on Saturday. I mean, he's uh, he shut the haters up, hasn't he? All the people that were questioning after the Newcastle game, was it? You know, not many touches he has, but again, doesn't need to have many touches. His job is to put the ball in the back of the net, and he did it three times. Simple as that. Absolutely. Very simple, very simple. And you touched on the touching point. Erling Haaland had eight touches in that second half. But he scored three goals, so people need to stop using the weird touch fallacy. It actually means nothing when we're talking about a number nine. And Gasket, I've got a very, I've got a very interesting fact for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sergio Aguero, in his first four games, scored two goals in his first game, zero in his second, one in his third, and a hat-trick in his fourth for Manchester City in the Premier League. And what has only Erling Haaland done, Gasky? He scored one goal. Sorry, he scored two goals in his first game, zero goals in his second game, one goal in his third game, and a hat-trick in his fourth game. The exact same record. What do you think of that, Gasky? That is that is pretty impressive. To have exactly the same record. Very impressive. Indeed, indeed. Just potentially replicating Sergio Aguero. It's very early days. It's very early days. We never know. And what what impressed me so much about it was the fact that it was three different sorts of goals. Um, I, mean, let, I mean, let's talk about Phil Foden finally realising that he's allowed, he's allowed to assist um, Erling, Erling Haaland. Didn't do it against Bournemouth. Didn't do it against Newcastle. Did do it um, against Palace with a lovely cross. And it was a, it was a lovely um, a headed finish. And then the second goal was your classic poachers tap in. Stones clearly scuffing a shot, but who cares? Holland's there to tap in again. That goal does not get scored last season based on the fact that no one would be there in that position. But the third goal is what impressed me the most. It was it was when the game had opened up because City had taken the lead by that point. And it was a lovely through ball from Gundogan and and Holland just held off his man. And it was just it was just such a cultured clinical finish as well. As I say, hold, holding off the, the Palace defenders. Um uh, and, and then just burying it for it for his for his um first hat trick in English football and indeed in the Premier League uh, for uh, Manchester City. Gasky, is the is the Crystal Palace curse broken now? 
Potentially, it could be. Potentially. I mean, they took a two that two-goal lead against the run of play at the end of the day, wasn't it? Against the run of play. Two, what was it, two chances? It was, a ball was all in uh, Palace's half, apart from two moments, and that was when Edison was taken out of the net. So, yeah, I think it was one of those games, inevitable, that's it, we're going to come back. They're turning into um, good old Fergie United, aren't they, at the moment? <laughs> These comeback wins. You know, they are, you know, the City are up there now. The comeback wins are there. Teams know that the game isn't over. So, yeah, simple as that. Fergie time is dead. Guardiola time. Enter. Even though it wasn't an extra time, but still, the point remains. And as you say, you're absolutely right. Palace scored two low probability goals from set pieces. The first one was just a, a, bit, a bit of a mess. I think it came off three City players in the end. And the second one, it is poor defending. But City proving that, once again, they are, they are what, what's the phrase, mentality monsters. They're able to just come back into the game. But So you can look at it from the side of, well, it's excellent. That's a sign of champions. They, they come back into the game. They never say die. But at the same time, Gasky, is it a bit of a worry that, I mean, maybe not for a United fan, but from a City perspective, is it a bit of a worry that I think out of the last six games, City have gone behind um, by, by, by a margin of two goals, I think, or certainly by at least one, at four times out of those six games. For example, against Newcastle, they went 3-1 down at one point, 2-0 down against Palace. Is that an, an issue long term or do you think it doesn't really matter because of the firepower that City have? I mean, potentially it could be a problem there. Teams will realise that they have a chance against them. You know, if, if all these teams are playing City and they're getting goals, teams teams want to beat the best team in England. That's I've seen that um, as a United fan. They want to beat them. And you go and get a goal and you shut up shop. That tends to be what happens. But if teams know that they're conceding, they'll always try and get a second. And all it takes is the team with a bit more quality then they might get a third. And then, or they might be better defensively to stop City getting through. And then they may end up losing more games. But, you know, like you said, the firepower up front is, you know, it can't, it can't be matched. And it's going to be very difficult for teams to make this lead against City and have a clean sheet. And of course, one of those teams which could capitalise on potential frailty at the back for City is Spurs. That will be in a few week's time we all know what happened last season they beat City twice they are certainly one of those teams who can absorb a lot of pressure and then uh, uh, break on the counter-attack with the likes of Son uh, and Ari Kine beating City twice uh, last season hopefully that would change this is from my perspective anyway but Erling Haaland's in the side he's had four games in the Premier League he scored six goals he's currently matched Sergio Aguero's rate of scoring it's early days but it's incredibly exciting times I think I think because he's also getting substituted off, you know, by Pep. As soon as he scores his goals, he gets substituted off, and I think he's actually scoring currently at a array of like fifty-four minutes per goal in the Premier League, something ridiculously insane like that. So uh, Guardiola obviously uh, trying to stat pad uh, his minutes per goal ratio, um, and I also just like one thing from that game and Gasquet. I think this is a wider point about squad depth. Is that for me, De Bruyne, who who we've talked about before best midfielder in the world, but he was poor against Palace. However, the beauty of City is, you know, unless you're unless you're playing against them, is that because the rest of the team is so good and because there's so much squad depth, others can step up, can't they? For, for this time, for example, De Bruyne didn't have a good game, but Bernardo Silva did step up. Um, and is that potentially the most important thing if you want to win the league title? It's that ability for even your best player to not play well, 
but you've got other players who can fill the void. Yeah, for me, that's the game changer in any title winning team is being able to, if a player is, you know, not having the best game or gets injured, for example, having another player of a similar ability or a similar style of play to come in and be that difference instead. And City, every, pretty much every position now has that. The only, obviously, the only worry would be if Harlan was to get injured or suspended, who, if it had been a game like this Palace game again, would without Harlan, would Palace, would Palace have won that game? There's a big chance he could have. So that's the only position. But the rest, every other position, not even a problem. Indeed, indeed. And you will have just heard a police siren in Gasky's background audio then. And they must be coming for the awful defensive display that was Bournemouth nil Liverpool nine because it was criminal defending by Bournemouth. And that's why the fuzz are out to get them. Did you, Gasky, rate that link that I just did then? Rate it. I'm um, solid eight. Solid eight out of ten for that. Very, very good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, anyway, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool 9, Bournemouth 0. I'll, I'll repeat that one more time. Liverpool 9, Bournemouth 0. It just seems to be sort of deja vu with this Bournemouth side. Uh, yeah, they actually won match week one, but when it was City 4, Bournemouth 0, we just said, look, it was a title challenger versus a newly promoted side. It's the exact same scenario. It was embarrassing pathetic from Bournemouth they are Gasky is it unfair to say that they are a Premier League side in name only and realistically they're a championship side yeah I'm the the one there's always a team that gets promoted that doesn't get good backing and I feel like it's Bournemouth this time just you know you've got to change I understand not changing the whole team you know that team's got promoted they're not they're good enough they're good enough to not be in the championship but you need to get some extra quality in them to play in the Premier League. And it's clear as day, as soon as they come against a team, that's... I know I know the fixtures haven't been fair, but again, you can't lose 9 No team should lose 9-0. That's all. Yeah. Or not, you know, and what is it? 16 goals conceded in the last three games? It's really, it's really, really poor. So, yeah, no backing at all. That sounds about right. And you say no team should do that. And this is a joint record... Premier League win. I think Manchester United 9, Ipswich 0 is another one. I think Manchester United 9, yeah. Southampton 0 is another one. And there might be another one in there. But it, it, no, you know, Southampton have had a 9-0 defeat and they didn't get relegated. But but I, I, just, I, just, I just fear for Bournemouth. I have, I have got them down as a relegation candidate for a reason. And I, what I noticed was at the end of... On, on match of the day in terms of the Scott Parker interview, it genuinely looked like he was going to cry. He was basically saying, look, you know, we're giving it our all, but he was just uh, uh, um, accepting that we, we can't really compete with them properly. But that being said, he still shouldn't get pumped. Now, even, even like in, in if there's an FA Cup match and City come up against a League One or League Two side, I wouldn't expect them to get beaten 9-0, never mind, uh, uh, never mind in uh, the, the Premier League. And the fact that, this is actually what a, a Liverpool fan commented on, the fact that uh, Luis Diaz was able to score two goals from two headers when he's not necessarily known for his heading prowess. It just adds to that um, embarrassment. But let, I want to, let's, you know, we've talked a lot about the Doom and Gloom Bournemouth. Let's talk about Liverpool because they've had a really tough start to the season. Look, the, a home against Bournemouth isn't going to define their season because everyone fully expects them to beat them. But for, uh, 
for example, Firmino was allegedly finished. He was done before this match. And he got, I know they weren't all intentional, but he got three assists and two goals in this match. He got five goal contributions. Gasky, can Liverpool use this as a springboard to propel or rekindle their title challenge? Or do you think this is sort of a false dawn in that, look, it's only Bournemouth. It's irrelevant that they equal the Premier League record. They're still going to struggle this season. Well, every team, when you're struggling, every team, these are the fixtures they want. <clears throat> they want these games where they can, well, obviously the word stat pad, isn't it? But it's just com- it's just confidence building, isn't it? You know, your, t- your team's struggling, you know, you have, you've just lost at Old Trafford, your players are arguing amongst themselves. Get a game that you can, you know you're going to, you potentially know you're going to win, um, you know, as much respect to Bournemouth as you possibly can. Um, but it does show that they, they can play the way they can play. And it's just a matter. Of, they're not going. They're not going to struggle, are they? They're going to. They're going to fight for top four. Liverpool, you know that. So it's just yeah. This is the game. This is the game they need. And obviously the next game, next couple of games, Merseyside derby coming up. See how they get on. Pretty much the next couple of games. Two mm-hmm. games a week now for most teams. Mm-hmm. And Darwin Nunez will be available for the Merseyside derby. He will have. I think he's got one more match. Liverpool play Newcastle in midweek. That's the final match of his suspension. But who knows, with Firmino uh, in good form against Bournemouth, maybe they don't even need to rely on Darwin Nunes, but we will we'll see. But yeah, huge, uh, huge um, applause to Liverpool equaling a Premier League record. I know it's only Bournemouth, but it's, it's still outrageous to score nine goals in a match. And, and, and really, it should have been, but just before we move on to the next match, it really should have been double digits. Now, you can't really criticise a player in a team that's just won 9-0. But, I, but we are, and again, we are holding this player to high standards, so I'm going to, but Mo Salah didn't get a goal or an assist and no goal contribution when his team scored nine goals. And I'm, sh- I'm sure you saw it, Gasky, that I can't remember who put the cross in. Maybe it was, um, was it Har- was it Harvey Elliott, maybe? But it, it, it was a tap-in and I actually looked it up and, 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 and Salah skied it and the expected goals on that chance was 0.87, which is, it's, it's, it's so close to, to just being one. <laughs> so I had no, no idea how he missed I mean, that it's one. it's quite high. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it'd be higher than that, to be fair. I mean, that's, that's them being nice, I think, putting 0.87 <laughs> and not above 0.9. So, and I think there was, another, there was another chance as well that well, wouldn't have been as high that he also missed. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think, obviously, you, you didn't need him really. You, you didn't, might as well not been on the pitch and still would have won 9-0. But again... Confidence. Was that going to affect him? We'll see. i tell you who it will affect. People who captained or triple captained Mo Salah in their FPL. I did not. I had all uncaptained. So I was in the clear this week. Um, shout out to people who captained Salah. You are in the mud, I'm afraid. Well, I'm not afraid, but you should be. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. That's Liverpool 9, Bournemouth 0. Liverpool's first win of the season. <laughs> I mean, we might we should, we should just relegate Bournemouth right now because they they ain't doing nothing this it's, season. Yeah, could it be another derby? That's that's the uh, what mm-hmm. people are thinking. You know, that yeah. will be what we will see. Yeah, and well, to be fair, they. I mean, we'll talk about Villa later. The fact that they beat Aston Villa just goes to show how bad Aston Villa are because even Bournemouth beat them. Uh, so at least they've got three points yeah. um, on on the board. I think Dar- Derby had one win that season, I believe. So they're at least going to equal <laughs> uh, that record. But there you go. You know, maybe we're uh, prematurely judging, but I'm not so sure. Next match we want to talk about Arsenal 2, 
Fulham won. Um, Arsenal ultimately coming back from 1-0 down. Their first proper challenge, facing a bit of adversity at the Emirates. They still remain the only side in the Premier League to have won all of their matches. Haven't dropped any points yet. Now, Gasky, there are two ways you can look at this for me. You can either say this shows real grit and determination from Arsenal because young squads, maybe not the strongest mentality because of that relatively inexperienced in the position in terms of like, you know, challenging for the title by winning all their games so far. Lots of people wouldn't have put them in. So do you look at it as they've overcome that adversity in a brilliant way, coming back from 1-0 down to winning their first proper challenge of the season? Or do you look at it as well, they were at home against a newly promoted side and they had to rely on some awful Leno goalkeeping in the 85th minute to get the winner. So how do you look at that match? Well, I'll put some respect on Fulham because they did take points from Liverpool. They have been playing well considering the last couple of times they've been in the Premier League, it's been a bit of a shambles for them. And they again, they put up a fight against Arsenal. Arsenal probably expected, based on the start of the season, to win that game so comfortably. And in the end, they did win it. It came obviously their goal came from a mistake. Again, Mitrovic seems to be a handful as he normally is. But yeah, I think a bit from each area, you know, the determination from a young squad, a young exciting squad, got you know they were they were they were knocking at the door for for ages. Odegaard was absolutely brilliant. I thought he was really really good. Um, but yeah. They play really well, and I think they will. They will be up there, Arsenal. But again, see how as more games come, you know, through tough fixtures coming up, just there'll be the games to judge them on. I think, like most teams. Yeah, and you know, fair play. They were out. They were without some of their key players against Fulham as well. There was no Zinchenko. He had a slight injury. There was no Partey. Um, El Nene came in instead. I think. I think Partey had a slight injury. So couple key personnel didn't start. They went 1-0 down. Thanks to some awful Gabriel. I don't even really know what he was doing. Just gave the ball away to Mitrovic. Just allowed him to tackle him. And he was able to uh, took, took away the goal. But then Gabriel did ultimately get the winner. Gabriel going from villain to hero. And also Leno demonstrating why Arsenal sold him. Just not able yeah. to... Not able to... Um, uh, I, did, um, I did see an interesting fact as well. Which you might like. Um, both Arteta and Guardiola in their games at the weekend, subbed off their left-backs in exactly the same minute. And also, they both teams scored pretty much straight after hmm. from that substitution. Hmm. What what can that tell us? I, it just, I think it just shows that Arteta is, again, the apprentice to Guardiola's <laughs> reign. You know, he's yeah. where he's learnt it from. And also, his key player in that game was Odegaard, similar to De Bruyne, that type of position. And he played a similar way, and it shows that uh, where Arteta's got all his knowledge from is from Guardiola. Interesting. Maybe they've got little earpieces communicating with this, just like, okay, Mikel, I'm going to replace my left back right now. You do the same, okay? And we'll all allow you. We'll both allow geniuses. Okay, uh, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that right now. Brilliant. And it works. That's and that's exactly how that conversation went, by the way. <laughs> Perfectly in the, in that perfect English accent yeah. as well from two Spanish people. <laughs> yeah, they they weren't speaking Spanish. They were speaking very very whispered, very whispered English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, they, but there you go. Arsenal overcoming adversity. Fulham, as Gasky touched on, I thought played well. Are they, are they doing much better than I thought they would? I didn't think they'd get relegated this season, but they are showing a lot more 
than I, I even I gave them credit for. So well done to Fulham. Maybe they deserved a point, but for poor goalkeeping from Leno. But it's, it's always it was always always going to be a tough ask at the Emirates, especially with this Arsenal team in form. That being said. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this. It, this is going to be like the Leicester season all over again. I'm going to keep saying this until they eventually win the title. Arsenal still should not get carried away. It's four games in, I still am so convinced they will be in a top four race, not in a title race. But that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. Maybe I'll change my mind, but not right now. Let's talk about Gasky's team next. Southampton nil, Manchester United won. Another... Ba Unheard of, unheard of, um, I, I feel like, um, towards the, the back end of last season and the early stage of this season. Back-to-back -back victories for Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag. This match wasn't nearly as exciting as the Liverpool game. But hey, three points is three points, Gasky. Yeah, really is. I mean, first time back-to-back -back games in February, which is disgusting wow. to start with. But, you know... The, they've obviously got an idea. And, I, and the most exciting part for me, obviously I'm not going to get ahead of myself, is all the players that got the, the main criticism from fans last season, he's already removed from the team. You know, he's, he knows which players are not good enough. Maguire and Shaw at the back, definitely. Um, and obviously McTominay will, won't be starting games now with Casemiro there. And these are the issue. These are the players. These are the positions I felt were the biggest issues. Again, Martinez was fantastic again. He was, you know, he just, that that energy that he gives at the defence celebrates celebrates clearances like the goals. And that, that, I think that's what the team needs. And yeah, I mean, it's a very different match. Very different match. The, you know, Southampton wouldn't press. I think that they, they must have watched the Liverpool game and thought, they pressed, they're just going to boot it up and it was working. Let's just not press and see what happens. And... You know, he got there in the end. I mean, I thought it was a fantastic goal. He made it look really easy. Cause, but it, I can tell you he wasn't coming across him at that speed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you take them. You take them games. You know, Southampton, Southampton played well. I mean, again, I, I said it last time. Shea Adams is a very, very good player and he will have a good future. And he had a really good game. Uh, but yeah, they, again, they didn't take the chances really. I think Southampton probably deserved a point at least. But again, you've got to take your chance, haven't you? You do, you do. I do want to talk about McTominay in a moment and the potential controversy there. But before that, let's just uh, cover the man who is hopefully going to be replacing him. What did you make of the Casemiro cameo? Because he came on against Southampton. That, that was his Manchester United debut. Uh, what what did you make of it, basically? In in that 10 minutes he played, he proved his why he is world-class and why Scott McTominay isn't. I felt every he jumped for everything. So I, I don't think I've ever seen Scott McTominay jump. I think he has cement in his boots because he, I've never seen him jump. Uh, but he, he played one pinpoint pass through about three Southampton players straight. I think it was into Ronaldo, and then but Ronaldo then passed to McTominay, who then sent a dreadful pass to Fred, which ended up getting him booked, stopping a counter attack. So that just completely rounds him up. He's just he's a he's a good he's a, probably a good squad player to have. He, he reminds me a lot of Darren Fletcher. Not good enough to start, but in them games where you've got to get stuck in, he's great to have in the squad. But again, he's just not good enough to start. And Casemiro has, did show in that 10 minutes why he is world-class at the end of the day. Yeah, McSauce, as you say, great, great player to have around, you know, as a backup, brilliant backup option, but you don't want to be relying on him week in, week out. 
maybe starting for lesser fixtures, maybe for cup fixtures. But yeah, in, in the bigger games in the Premier League, Casemiro's should obviously uh, be starting. And speaking of McSauce, was it a handball, Gasky? Was it a penalty? Were Southampton robbed of a potential penalty? I mean, it, yeah, I think you have to say, yeah, it was... It, yeah, you could you could argue he didn't see it coming. He came over his head. But when you've pretty much played volleyball with it, you kind of have to be like, look. But from other angles, I did kind of look like he wasn't in the box the first handball, which may be why VAR didn't. But then again, we don't know. Usually, it's, it, it would be nice to have these comments come out and explain why decisions from VAR and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I think if, if it was given, I don't think many people could argue. Put it that way. Yeah, it, it, for me, uh, yeah, uh, he turned into prime Michael Jordan. I, I just don't really understand how it wasn't. I just don't understand how it wasn't given as a penalty. The first mm. one I can forgive because you know he can say accidental, whatever. But then there was sort of like a, a it was like a flick of I think it was like a flick of the arm, and then he sort of like battered it, or like half battered it, battered it with the hand mm. or something. It was a really odd, really odd um, moment. Obviously not given. I don't know if that was impacted by the weird VAR handball decision in the Palace-Aston Villa game a week prior. You know, our referees, did referees see the criticism and go, look, you know, we're not going to make that mistake again or, you know, we're not going to give away a penalty for a similar thing. But for me, the two situations weren't the same. They were close proximity, but that's about where it ends. It, you could count at least three instances where it hits his arm. In fact, and I think both arms were used in that process. But do, do, don't take it away from United. It was a lovely volley from Fernandez. There's also no guarantee Southampton would have scored the penalty anyway and the whole game state changes, so it's irrelevant. But on the bounce of play, I think Gasky's right. I think Southampton maybe maybe could have got a point from that, but they didn't, and that's all that really matters. United go marching on, and Gasky's a happy Gasky again. What was it? Was it? Always. Did, did you did you sort of like forget what? It was? <laughs> did you forget what it was like to win? <laughs> I, I forgot what if I forgot what it feels like to go to go to bed on a Sunday evening and not worry about comments at work from <laughs> from fans of other teams. Yes, I did forget about that. But but I can I can go to work. Happy face. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done to Manchester United. Well done to Gasky, who, as I say, can now be. You know, if you don't like United, it makes Gasky happy at least. So you know, look at his little face. Look at his little face. Look how happy he is. So yeah, you know, at least that, at least that's something. <laughs> <laughs> um Chelsea two, Leicester City one, another red card for Chelsea, another stupid second yellow, actually. Needless. A nil and at a really important moment in the game as well, at nil-nil. Gallagher, I've got a little bit of sympathy for him in that when he was on a yellow card, it seemed he was put on as the last man to stop a counter-attack. But but that that being said, he still shouldn't have brought him down, so he's, he's still a little bit of a moron. But Leicester, I, I can't remember when that red card happened. I think it was around the 30th minute or so, maybe maybe 35th. So Leicester would have had maths, maths. Oh, gosh. Uh, 54, what is that, 55 minutes? 55 minutes facing a 10-man Chelsea. And they still managed to lose. Um, just the, Gasky, they were just so wasteful, Leicester, weren't they, in that match? I mean, they should, should have been 3 up, really. They could they could have easily have been the lead, but again that with Villa I think Leicester are struggling. There's something there's just something about them. They're just they're not the same team that they used to be. They're becoming a selling club. 
And even with, you know, you you always think Jamie Vardy, he's going to be the man that is once he gets in behind, you think, well, one thing's going to happen. He's going to he's going to beat the keeper in the one on one. He's going to score. There was there was one, maybe even two instances where even that was failing Leicester. Again, he he got in behind the Chelsea defence. It were depleted down to ten men. He, I think he round. He, all he had to do was like round the goalkeeper or take it earlier on. He rounded him and just like the angle closed on him, just hit the side netting instead. And when that's failing you, you know it's not going to be your day. Leicester's so wasteful. They actually had more expected goals than Chelsea. But the fact of the matter is Leicester had four big chances in that game and they missed every single one of them. And that is ultimately why they lost this match. They were not able to punish 10-man Chelsea. Is that Stamford Bridge? Sure. But Leicester are not a bad side. I thought they should have won that game, especially after uh, the red card. Raheem Sterling has, has been accused of being wasteful. Maybe rightly so in the first few games for Chelsea in his Chelsea career. Even though I think he has played well in those games. But he scored twice today, Gasky. Were we totally wrong about Chelsea? Is Sterling the man to get all the goals for Chelsea? Or do we still think that they probably need an out-and-out -out striker? No, they need a striker, definitely. Sterling is... I think he's better connecting the play and providing... But I don't think he's the man to look at who's going to... He's not the man to get you that... If you need a goal, to get you one. He's, I don't think he's that that type of player. He won't do it week in, week out. Yeah. So I think they do they do need um, a striker, definitely. Yeah, he's not, he's not a Mo Salah type where he's a clinical robot of, of a finisher. Sterling is one of those players who... He can get into the great positions for tap-ins, as we saw with the second... Chelsea goal where the cross is put in and Sterling's able to ghost in at the back post and, and just tap it in. First goal was a great goal. I think it was slightly deflected, which made it look even even better than it was. But yeah, I, I do still agree. There, there is some, there is definitely something in having a fluid um, front three. City have demonstrated it can work, but there's a big difference between City's players of the last couple of seasons and, and Chelsea's current crop. And yeah, uh, Ch Chelsea do still need a striker, although it looks like they aren't Going to, oh no! Oh no! Yeah, a Bamiang that might still be happening. That still hasn't been confirmed yet. Transfer deadline date in a few days, so they've still got some time to get that over the line. But actually, I actually don't know if that would be an improvement. To be fair, because it's a Bamiang. But well, there we go. Ch Ch Chelsea with the win, not too convincing, but and they won, nevertheless. And another London side which did not necessarily convince: Nottingham Forest nil, Spurs two. I I don't and also Spurs missed a penalty. I don't think that scoreline reflects the balance of play at all. Gasky, what do you think? No, not not at all. Pa uh, um, pass. Uh, Forest were uh, the better side by far. I felt for majority of the game. I think Son had one of the, the games similar to Highland did. I think he barely touched the ball. Uh, Forest had a lot of possession. They were a bit wasteful, uh, but. Yeah, the Tottenham just weren't. Yeah, they weren't convincing at all, really, with how they with um, how they played. But the difference was a world class striker, really. Yeah, you, that, that's. A, I think that's a perfect summation. Forest were better across the majority of the game, but what football sometimes at this level boils down to is: can you finish your chances, yes or no? And Spurs did, and it wasn't convincing. Forest, a newly promoted side, had at one point. 60 or 65 percent of the ball 
you know, I, I know that's how Spurs have played in recent years and Conte, but against the newly promoted side, I still think he should be doing better. Spurs aren't actually, this is going to sound weird because I know, I know they won the game, but Spurs aren't looking as good as I thought they would do this season. I really thought they were going to challenge for the title and be convincing, but in against Chelsea, it was the same situation. Not able to control a match, a bit chaotic at times. And if Forrest had better quality up front, then in the final third, in terms of creating chances, then they would have. They would have at least got a draw from this game, maybe even a win. Um, but 2-0 was the final score. Harry Kane at the double. He also missed a penalty. Henderson was fantastic in that game. And in fact, that's the second penalty save this season, isn't it? So uh, Manchester... Yeah, he has a... I think it's... In the Premier League, I think his penalty save rate is 56%, I think Ooh. it was. Which is very, very good. That's insane. Very good. That, that is insane because I, I believe in general, the probability of a player scoring a penalty is around 75 to 78%. So to have a safe percentage of 50 when the average is 22 to 25, so that's twice, that sounds like it's more than twice as good as the average, is a little bit insane. As Henderson, is he going to be working himself into England's number one spot for the winter? Potentially, potentially. Uh, and then just that one other thing that happened in that game, <laughs> Richarlison came on. He is an arse. Gasky's talked about how he wants to punch him. He's got a very punchable face, and he got he actually got a lovely assist for the for Spurs' second goal, which killed the game off. But Gasky, I, I want you to put yourself into the position of that Forest player who I can't remember who it was who clattered into Richarlison. So you see Richarlison showboating, flicking it up, doing all the tricks. What are you doing? Are you are you just plowing into him? If if that was me, I'd be coming off of a criminal record because I would. That was that was lenient for what I would do. <laughs> he, he just he just he's infuriating. He proves he can play football, but he also proves he's an absolute knobhead at the same time. <laughs> just why why do you, oh, I, just, I don't I don't want to get no. <laughs> oh, and, and just on that, what what are your thoughts on just generally that sort of showboaty stuff? Because I, I think I remember. One time, Sterling did it in a Manchester derby, and Guardiola shouted at him for doing it. Uh, do you think I, I quite I think I quite like it because because I, I think it's quite funny. Um, do you think there's a place for it, or do you think it's gamesmanship? It's it's not on. It's not it's sport. It's not sportsmanlike. What do you think? I think uh, yeah, I think I think there's a place for it. When you when you're beating a team and doing kick ups is one thing, but. Yeah, like doing you know doing step overs or skillful stops and things like that is one thing but because i think nanny did it against arsenal i think it was he started doing kick-ups in his own half and going towards the arsenal goal and the arsenal just crunched him and i was like well yeah you get you get what you get really if you, but I, I think yeah i mean neymar got books i think he did as well for doing that i think books weird but a player sliding through again is what it is but booking him is ridiculous yeah i i I can understand why the Forest player, player clattered into him because he's that must be so frustrating, especially when you're losing, and and especially when you've been the better side as well. Um, yeah. At the same time, I, I think I think some people have gone too extreme. Like some people have said, oh, you know, Richarlison should get. I think it was like DT Haman, DT Haman, who said something like Richarlison should get suspended or something for like unsportsmanlike conduct. I think that's a bit too far. Like you know, uh, no, it's not. Chill out. It's it's one of those where it depends. It depends on. Your your opinion it's an opinion opinion thing, isn't it? It some people don't like it, some people do. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. 
I'll tell you what I do like. Brighton and Graham Potter. Brighton beat Leeds 1-0. Brighton just really good. Uh, Leeds are also... Leeds have also been all right this season so far. Obviously beating Chelsea last week, but Brighton showing Leeds levels. I just really like Brighton and Graham Potter. Not too much to talk about in that match. Brighton just smashing it at the moment on the same points as Manchester yeah. City. And the only, the only thing I have to say about that is I've said for the last two years with Brighton and Graham Potter, he, the results are just not coming. The performances are there. You just can't get the results. That cutting edge. But if, it seems like they've got it this season. He's it's finally there for them. We'll see if they can be consistent. Well, they could potentially be Europe next season if they keep, if they keep playing the way they're doing. Yeah, I, I think just, just give them a striker. Give them a clinical striker or, or mm. like someone the level of, you know, like Danny Ings or Shea Adams, that, that, that sort of style of player who's relatively clinical um, and an improvement on what they already have as, as, a, as a number nine. I think they could definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, great performances, not necessarily getting the credit and, and the results, but so far this season they are. Um, Brentford won, Everton won was the last uh, match from this match week. Not too much to say in this game. Uh, Everton is still a poor side. I don't care that they went one goal up. Gordon actually scored. You know, is he like, oh, Chelsea come by me for 50 million quid or whatever. Um, but Brentford hit the post three times. Um, and I'm still not impressed by Everton. And I think Gerrard or Lampard will, will get will get sat this season. And speaking of Gerrard, actually, there's one more match. It was um, uh, West Ham beat Aston Villa 1-0. West Ham actually scoring a goal in the Premier League. Uh, four nails with the goal. Um, Aston Villa, just, as, as I just said then, oh gosh, they might actually be in a relegation fight at, at this yeah. rate. It's early days, they're obviously. Not they're, not, they're not good, are they? It's Gerrard and Lampard, great as players, not showing it yet as managers. Well, that is the roundup of the match, uh, of the... Uh, that is the roundup of last week's matches and we are going to do some fortune telling in the next section because Gasky and I are going to actually we're out of different teams we're going to objectively get the exact team of the season we are going to predict from position to position the whole team of the season we, we, we can we can do it wherever we want we can base it off what we've seen so far or we can just do random total guesses and we can have just a bit of fun with it as well so Let's start with our goalkeeper, shall we? Um, let's. How do they do the team of the season normally? It's, it's a four-three-three, isn't it? Um, uh, they, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So let's. Although sometimes they have shoved strikers on the wing. Like I, I know one year Kane was the striker and they shoved Aguero on the right wing just because. Um, I think they, I think they do it as forwards and just three yeah. midfielders, three forwards. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So let, let's do that then, shall we? So let's let's yeah. predict the team of the season. So Gasky, let's start with goalkeeper. Who do you think is going to be? Uh, in the uh, in the goalkeeper slot of the team of the season, I'm I'm probably gonna say Edison. I think I think City will okay. City will sort their defensive woes if you want to call it, and he will. I think he's probably the safest bet. Uh, I mean, I, I just can't think of uh, other keepers that potentially could could get in there. Allison maybe Liverpool sort themselves the usual, aren't they? They're they're, they're that good. <laughs> Well, I've Simple gone. I've gone slightly rogue. I've gone for Nick Pope because I think Newcastle. Newcastle are going to do because I've got to base it off what I think the Premier League table is going to be like. I think Newcastle are going to finish quite high up. 
Nick Pope is a very good keeper. I think he's already, especially against City, demonstrated he's a very good shot stopper. I think his distribution is only going to get better. And he's already very good at coming out uh, off his line and, and claiming crosses, etc. Uh, I think Newcastle will do well. I think that'll be partly because of Nick Pope. So we've got Edison and Nick Pope so far. A left back, I am going to have a City player and I am going to have the same player as last season. It's, gonna, it's João Cancelo. I can't really think of who might come close. Maybe... Maybe Kukurea. Robertson hasn't been impressive so far this season. Um, Perisic, maybe, maybe. Um, but I, 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 for me, I, I can't look past Cancelo. How about you, Gasky? Left back. Yeah, there's plenty of options this season. You know, every team's got. I think most teams have got a good left back, but with the way City play and how good Cancelo is, with their like inverted fullbacks, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, he's. I think he's in a league of his own. Mm -hmm. And then, mm. and then so we've got we've got the same left back. Interesting. I'm just going to round up the whole defense here in one, just cause Yolo. Uh, I'm going to say, and it's early days. I'm going to go Saliba, for Arsenal Saliba. I'm going to go uh, Kuibali from Chelsea, and I'm going to go. Who who do I want at right back? Um. Could it be? I, I guess it's probably going to be Trent, isn't it? I think Trent, even though I've talked about his defensive issues, I think because he'll get so many assists and create so much this season, I think it'll be impossible for him to not be included. So to round, so to round up the defence, I've got Cancelo, Kuibali, Saliba and Trent. Bogaski, what's your final defence? I am going to go uh, Botman for Newcastle. Ooh, I like it. Um... On the spot here now. <laughs> um, yeah, Botman. You could have probably. Would Van, would Van Dyke get in there? Maybe do you think? Will he, mm. will he up his game, or do you think he'll still struggle? Yeah, I was I was thinking Van Dyke. I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say Van Dyke and Trent. Are the other two. Yeah, that, that makes sense. They're obviously in the team this season. Last season it makes total sense. My midfield is boring, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I've just gone for an all city midfield: Rodri, Bernardo Silva, and De Bruyne. Uh, De Bruyne and. Rodri were in it. Sorry, De Bruyne and Bernardo were in it last season. Somehow Rodri wasn't included. So I think last season it should have been All City, but I'm going to go All City this time because I do think City will win the title. Um, but Gasky, what is your midfield? Doesn't ha you don't have to have a defensive midfielder in there because they were just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be potentially controversial. Potentially, I like it. Go on. Go on. I'm gonna go De Bruyne, Casemiro, Ooh. and Odegaard. Oh, no, I like that. I like that, yeah. And I'm basing that on what I think Casemiro will bring. And Odegaard, up to now this season, has been immense. And De Bruyne's De Bruyne. End of the day. That's what I'm going to go for. No, I, I, I like the Odegaard. Yeah. O Odegaard's a really good shout, I think, because Arsenal will score a lot. They will create a lot. Odegaard's already proven he will be at the heart of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I could definitely see... I, I, I'm not sure I can see the Casemiro one. You know, who knows? But I could definitely see Odegaard getting in over De Bruyne or Bernardo. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting shout. Um, and then the front three, uh, again, doesn't have to be wingers. It can just be forwards. Um, I think I've got to have Haaland in there. I've got to have him in there. And I'm going to go Harry Kane. Again, doesn't have to be a winger. And do I dare not put Salah in? Do I dare not put Salah in? That's the question. Before before I come at my third one, Gasky, I want I want to hear yours. I'm already thought about this. I'm going to go Kane, Haaland, and Diaz. Luis Diaz. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, I might copy that. Just I think I'm not, I'm not saying Salah's washed, but I just think Diaz will have a Salah-style season. I like that. I, I, sorry, I'm I'm gonna nick that for myself, and I'm gonna edit this so it makes it look like I said that first. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yes, yes, I, I I like that. Um, yeah, L Luis Diaz, Holland, and Harry Kane. That's that's a, that's a very good team of the season, and it could happen not only based on what's happened so far, but also based on what could happen. Yeah, I, I really like that. So I'm just thinking, how many how many Liverpool players do I have in my team? How many City players do I have? So I've got Luis Diaz and I've got Trent. So I guess I've only got two. How many City players do I have? I've got five. That's if, well, if I think City finishing first, that makes sense, doesn't it? I don't have any United players, though, Gasky. I'm very sorry about that. I, I, had, to pick, I had to pick United players. No, I just had to put one in. I, I know, that, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> I have to believe my team will sort themselves. To be I fair, have to believe. actually, actually, no, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I won't have... Kouibali and Saliba. I'll have Saliba and I'll have uh, Martinez. There we go. Mm. United, Martinez, Martinez is yeah. a good shout. Squeezing a United player in there. That, that's just for you, Gasky, so you better appreciate that. Yes. I do. <laughs> well, there we go. Now, an interesting turn of events. Maybe it's just because we've had such um, close proximity to the most recent podcast. Nothing has ground Gasky's gears this week. Gasky is a happy boy. I mean, public transport still pissing him off, but... With, with that's already been covered that's already gone into this because this is like you know room 101 where they put stuff that you hate it, it's like that sort of thing it's locked away yes it's locked away now so this is room this is room 102 the room next to room 101 but nothing is going in there this week nothing is ground gaskers gears as i say maybe it's because the last podcast was recorded just a couple days ago but you're a happy chappy aren't you mate i am i am maybe it's also because united are sorting themselves out a bit and i'm not in bad moods when i come to these podcasts at the moment <laughs> Hopefully it remains that way. Yeah, I think it's it's also worth just noting that Gasky isn't like an angry man. Like I just oh, no, I'm not I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> like we, we just named this 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 segment because ground Gasky's gears sounds like a good title. <laughs> it's nothing to do with like he's always annoyed. Um, and also because the public transport really pisses me off. <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. I mean maybe that will make a return if, if like if there's like a, a crucial incident. Uh, that happens I'll be, I'll be shocked if it doesn't <laughs> but now we move on to what is becoming my least favorite section of the podcast because i'm so gosh darn awful at it it's guess the footballer in 60 seconds i had an embarrassing display last week where i didn't get pie and i didn't get um who's right. the other tarat i didn't get tarat either it was just Awful, the street, embarrassing. The streets, I guess the streets will forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how could they? How could they? How, the, the streets didn't forget. I did, though. What a shame. What a shame. But I'm determined to do better this week. Gasky did get a, at least one, I think maybe even two uh, last week. But it's guess the footballer in 60 seconds. It's just footballers, past, present, dead, alive, whatever. It's As far as we can do it, it's yes or no questions. So, Gasky, I've got the timer. Shall I ask the questions to you? Sorry, shall I go first in terms of you ask the questions first? Um, or would you like? Yeah. Go on, I'll ask the questions first this time. Oh, you'll ask the questions first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. That's, that's what I just said. Yeah. Okay, great. So, you've got to guess who I'm thinking of. Which one am I going to use? I've got two. Uh, I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to go for him. Okay. You know it's a man. 
<laughs> Damn, I've given it, give it away. Okay, Gasky, guess the footballer. 60 seconds, go. Retired. No. Uh, Premier League. No. Uh, another of the top five leagues. Yes. Uh, Serie A. Yes. Uh, Milan Club. Yes. Inter Milan. Yes. Uh, defense. No. Um, midfield. No. Saka. Yes. Lukaku. No. Who else is in their attack? Oh. Um, is it a striker? It is. Who else? Who else is in tomorrow? Oh, um, Martinez. No. Inter Milan striker. Ten seconds. Oh. Correa. No. Inter Milan striker. Final guess, I'm afraid. I'm in them both. Final <laughs> guess, I'm afraid. Um. Oh. Should have asked better questions than that. Uh, I am going to say, what's an Italian name? Mm. Peroni. That's a beer, isn't it? It's an Italian, it's an Italian name. <laughs> I, can't I don't know. You're gonna kick. You're gonna kick yourself. The answer Someone's was Edin Dzeko. Well, it is. He's had he had one season he's at still Inter there, Milan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's still there. He had one season. He's still there. Yes, even with oh. Lukaku Martinez. You you got there very quickly though. I think you just you stumbled at the last bottled, hurdle. Bottled the questions. <laughs> bottled the questions. But there you go. Right. The pressure's now on because I need to get at least one of these. Otherwise, it's going to be four in a row I don't get. So let's, let's, let's go with this one. We're going to go with this player first. We're gonna okay. Go with this player first. Okay, great. Okay, great. Right. Guess the footballer. 60 seconds. Go. Are they still playing? No. They're retired? Yes. Okay. Uh, do they play? Are they most known for playing in the Premier League? No. Most known for playing in Serie A? No. Most known in La Liga? Yes. Okay, most known for Barca? Yes. Okay. Um, did they play in the 80s? No. 90s? Yes. Noughties? Yes. And 10s? Yes, 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 yes. So they, they were from the 90s to the 10s? Yeah, yeah. Are they European? No. Did they win a Champions League? Did, that's a very good question. I can't give you a definite <laughs> God. answer on that one. Uh, are they African? I don't, I don't think they did, no. Are they South American? Yes. Argentinian? No. Uruguay? No. Brazil? Yes. Uh, R9 Ronaldo? No. Oh, it wasn't known for playing for... Uh, Romario? No. Oh, uh, final guess. Um, So, Brazilian striker... I, have, I, I, need, I need more information... Uh, Brazilian. Oh, um, maybe Rivaldo. I'm not. I'm, that's not my answer. Um, I'm thinking. And I, I need to get this right. I need to get this right. Brazilian. No, he played in the. He said he played in the tens, nineties, and the noughties. And the, oh my god, it's going to be so obvious. I'll be. I don't know if they won a Champions League. Barcelona, nineties, noughties, and tens. Oh my gosh, I have no... I've got no... Uh, uh, Rivaldo. It is Rivaldo. Oh, thank God. 
It is Rivaldo. <gasps> oh, see, thank God. The, the, my, problem, my problem with these retired players, uh, I don't know when you say about where's he playing for Barcelona and you say he played till the 10s. Obviously, I wasn't thinking he played Barcelona the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I... I, I, I... You, you, yeah. you were correct. I, I had that wrong was, in my head, but you was, were correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> He's got one. Yes, and it was oh, that was a relatively tricky one as well. That was a retired yeah, one. Okay, yeah. I'm very happy with that. Okay. Um, right. Lovely. Right, even if I get the next one wrong, I'm, I'm happy. But Gasky, I've got my final one for you. Are you ready? I am ready. Guess the footballer. 60 seconds. Go. Retired. Um, sort of. Okay. Uh, did they did they play in the Premier League? No. Uh, do they play in Europe? It did. Did. Okay. Are they European? Yes. Okay. Do they now play in the MLS? N no. Right. They, they, okay. they, they're not playing anymore. Right. Okay. Okay. Did they play in a top five league? Yes. No. 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 Sorry. No. No. Oh. Okay. Did they play in the Dutch league? No. Did they play in the Portuguese league? Yes. Okay. Did they play for Porto? No. Did they play for Sporting? No. Did they play for Benfica? Yes. Okay. Just retired. Goalkeeper? No. Defender? No. Midfielder? No. Attacker? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> fi fi uh, final guess, by the way. So, attacker that played for Benfica and has just retired, never played I, in a top five. And I, I never said they've just retired. Okay. No, playing for Benfica, never played. Th there, there is a clue in the first question you asked where you went, are they retired? And I went, sort of. That's, sort that's, of that's, retired. That's a big clue. But never played in a top five league, sort of retired. Yeah. Sort of. I, 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 I feel like I haven't clarified that properly. So they, they did they did fully retire, but there's more right. to it than that. They did fully retire, but there's more to it than that. Yeah, it's, I can't really explain it without giving it away. <laughs> oh, it's going to be someone. Uh, okay. I don't have no idea. I'm retired. Oh, God. Uh Oh, no, I've got no one. Right, I, I, I don't know what anyone plays for if he could not. I'll just top five I'll, I'll give you a clue because I feel like I haven't ex right. I feel like I'm, I've I haven't fairly explained it. Um they're dead. Oh. That's what I mean by sort of retired because they oh. they did retire oh. but they are now dead. Oh. Right. It, it, he's not Eusebio? Yes. Is it Eusebio? Yes. <laughs> I got confused. Oh, I got completely confused. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, I thought, no, that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean, oh, though? Because right. he, he is retired, but he's, yes. you know, he's yes, also yes, dead. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, so, yes, yes. So I couldn't yes. really, yeah. But you got Makes it. Sense. Well done. I, 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 you got that. Got yeah. That. You, you deserve that right. clue because I didn't, I didn't help sense. you out properly there. So yeah, you, you got that one. Well done. Well done. Right. Uh, okay. It's my turn now. Do you have the next one ready? I am ready. Okay. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Retired? No. Um, do they play in the top five league? Yes. Uh, Premier League? No. Uh, Spain? Yes. Uh, Barca? No. Real? No. Atletico Madrid? No. Uh, Atletico Bilbao? No. Um, Real Sociedad? 
Yes. David Silva. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Come on! I thought I'd do a reasonable one for you. Yes, and that was in 22 <laughs> seconds. That's a record. Come on, David. The record, the record 22 seconds. Come on! <laughs> Excellent stuff. That was a good one. That was as soon as it wasn't Barca or Real or Atletico. I was like, oh no. <laughs> thankfully, I know a, a, like teams. I know like one player from Real Sociedad. Is <laughs> thankfully it's David Silva. <laughs> Thank you for that. Excellent very stuff. Very good. Good job. Yeah, I think we I think we both did very well then. Much better. So it's better for me based on last week. Anyway, we now move on to. Knobgas, if you're here for just football, turn off now because this, this is where... I mean, there's still a little bit of football to talk about, but this is more so the section in the podcast where we just go off on tangents. It's all a bit insane. So this is where my Knoblets, the people on Patreon, get to submit questions. Hence Knobgas. My name's Nobbins. Gasky's name is Gasky. Jack asks, Gasky, what's your dream date? Dream date? Hmm... hmm. That would that would I mean it would depend on the type of the type of girl to start with. If, if it was just any old day, I would you know can't be. I would say some kind of activity and a meal, so bowling or mini golf or something like that, and a meal. I think that would I would be happy with that. That's that's a solid day for me. Mine is the twenty fifth of December. Owen asks. Oh, is you... that the route we're going down? <laughs> <laughs> oh i see how this is uh, owen asks if you created a football team what would you call it now mine would be nabinio fc because i've already created a football team on the fifa and the like uh, bagaski what would your football team name be uh, i would never even thought about this um mine would be the most boring name ever it would be gaskies 11 Come now, no. It's my ultimate team every year. Gasky's eleven. I've never thought about this. It'll be Gasky's eleven. Is that is that the sequel to Ocean's Eleven, the film with George Clooney? Gasky's eleven FC <laughs> or club football. Do Gasky's eleven <laughs> to mix it up a bit. Kante asks, "Why are you ginger, mate?" Named Ginger because my great granddad was ginger, my granddad's ginger, and it runs in the family on my dad's side. Dad's bald, isn't he? Yes, my dad's not ginger. My granddad's ginger. Ah, that's interesting. Then the fun fact, yeah. So fun it's... fact that me and my brother are ginger in my family, but my parents are not. That's interesting. So it skipped a generation. It, interesting. It skipped from my dad's point of view. My uncle's ginger. I mean, you can write any story on there. Say that maybe some kind of soap Ooh, conspiracy. Thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. There you go. And can can you please confirm for the viewers that your dad looks just like Pepe, the footballer? No, because he doesn't. Yes, he does. He does not. Look <laughs> yes, like Pepe. he does. <laughs> Even your mum said he does. And just just to clarify as well for the for the listeners, not the not Pepe that played for Arsenal. Oh no no, <laughs> Pepe that plays for uh, Porto. Right? Yeah, the the, the, Port- the Portuguese one who's about ninety seven years old. Yeah, does not look like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he does he does trust me guys trust me um ed asks what's the best football match you've been to live the best Ooh, you can interpret uh... best however you want most exciting most important maybe it was the best because of a, a a non-footballing reason maybe it meant had a wider meaning for you um i would probably say the 8-2 win against arsenal good shout yeah i would say just based on the individual performances and also it was Arsenal and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that was a really strong United team 
yeah. either. It that, was just a brilliant performance all around. Yeah, well, that that was um, Fergie's second to last season. That was when the squad... I mean, he, he somehow won the league the next season. That was outrageous. But yeah, you are right. That was when the squad was not yeah. nowhere near at the peak of its powers. And uh, did I know Rooney got a hat-trick in that game. Did Ashley Young get a hat-trick in that game as well? He scored, he scored two, <clears throat> and there were two beautiful in-swinging um, shots, cutting in, cutting off, cutting in off the, uh, off the mm. left. Yeah, that's, in swing back post. That's yeah. what that's when Ashley Young was Ashley Young, wasn't it? That's when he was actually yes, really good. It was when he was playing left wing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then it all went downhill ever since that bird um, crapped in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, another Jack. This is Manchester City Jack. The other one was Chelsea Jack. Um, a footballing question. Uh, drop bench. Oh, sorry, I didn't answer that question. Uh, my bad, Ed. Uh, the best football match I've been to live is is Manchester City five, Monaco three. Incredibly exciting game. City ultimately lost the uh, tie on, on away goals, but just eight goals. Two teams that didn't really care about defending and just were going at it. Leroy Sane was outrageous in that match. Uh, City were leading, then Monaco were leading, then City were leading, then Monaco were leading. City was just was that the, brilliant. Was that the Falcao masterclass one? Uh, Falcao, when he dinked, yes. when he dinked the keeper and he, played, like, he decided to know how to play football again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think having uh, Caballero... In goal helped uh, that day, no, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and and uh, and that that was the Monaco side, you know, with what you know, Mendy and Fabinho and yeah. um, Bakayoko and Mbappe. Before he got stripped apart, yeah, yeah and and Thomas Lamar and and um, they were, when they were a very fun side, but yeah, a really exciting game. Uh, that that went too live. Uh, Jack, a Man City fan, asks: Drop bench start Barcelona, Neymar, Real Madrid, Gareth Bale. Liverpool, Mo Salah. Ooh. Drop, bench, start. I I would start Barca Neymar. Bench Liverpool, Salah. Drop, Real, Bale. You know what? I totally agree. And, and, and let me tell you why. The, the, the Real Madrid, Bale one, you could have an argument if the question was about, like, you know, primes and whatnot. But the fact is, this question has taken into account his whole Real Madrid career. And for the last couple of years... He, he didn't knack all because he was, no. you know, frozen out of the squad. Um, so, and, and Barcelona, yeah, Barcelona Neymar, unfortunately, couldn't replicate that PSG. Yeah, but yeah. You, I mean, you could you could debate whether to start Liverpool side because really he's not put a foot wrong for Liverpool. But Neymar, Neymar was just incredible in that front three. Mm, that, yeah, that, yeah that, that was when Neymar yeah, was... was yeah, when that was when Neymar was going to become When he was the next a £200 Messi. million pound player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was going to, you know, win the Ballon d'Or. In fact, I, th- I think he came third in the Ballon d'Or rankings uh, uh, it, when he was at Barcelona and he was just just sensational yeah. along with Messi and Suarez. Uh, and then the final question from the patrons, the Noblets, Drill asks, do you believe in aliens? And if yes, why? Uh, I don't. I don't I don't feel I do. Interesting. Do you believe in aliens? I mean, currently in, in, my, in my apartment, I do believe in potentially the supernatural. <laughs> but there's been weird things going on in this apartment that can't be explained. Such as? Um, my, my roommate's plugs in his room all randomly came unplugged from behind his TV. Right. I had, I had a... My shower mat was completely soaked, but everywhere else in the bathroom was dry. Right. It, just strange, strange goings on happen in this mm. apartment. Yeah, or, very, very, very strange. Or some. Well, the second one can be explained by someone sleep urinating, I guess. 
I mean, it's, it's an ensuite, so it could be me. You <laughs> 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 I, I know what? I could be the supernatural. There you go. Yeah, I didn't you, think of it you, that way. You got up, uh, took all the cables out, and then ha and had, a, had a wee on the on the. I mat. went in my room though. I, so I've got up. I wandered into my roommate's room and plugged all his plugs. Not mm -hmm. woke him up. Gone into my bathroom, pissed on the mat, got back in bed. Then yeah. woke up, going, "This is weird." I think it makes sense. Makes sense to me. Um, so you don't believe in aliens, so. I mean, no. the, the question is phrased weirdly because do you believe in aliens? Sort of seems like, you know, the question should be like, for do you believe in, should be like, do you believe in ghosts? I think the question should be more framed like, do you, I, 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 maybe it doesn't matter, maybe I'm just like arguing semantics. So if I like, do you think that there is other life outside of what we know there to exist on Earth? And I think that considering how, uh, the answer is yes, by the way. Now, I don't think that there are little green men or little grey men who have landed in Roswell in the 1960s and there's like UFOs in the sky. That's not what I mean by aliens. But the universe is however many billions years old and it's constantly expanding and there are however many, I have no idea how many, like new galaxies, etc. Uh, there are that we haven't even remotely discovered. The chances of, and it, as I say, it's, it's billions of years old, the chances of there being nothing, even if it's only like, on like a microscopic bacterial level they don't have to be humanoid but i would be genuinely staggered if there's nothing else in the entire universe outside of what exists on earth just by virtue of the size of the universe and also how long it has existed for as i say that doesn't mean they've got spaceships and they can go to warp speed and they they you know they do experiments on humans but i'm sure there is something out there i've just no idea what um you know what you know what, Brian Cox? I couldn't put it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so have you changed your answer then, Gasky? From that, from that explanation, I, <clears throat> I do think that if you believe in the Big Bang, we can't be the only planet that can hold life. There's got to be others out there in terms of that. <clears throat> there like you said, go. in terms of little green men, like from Toy Story, no, they don't exist. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think that's what a lot of people think when they talk about aliens. I, I can't mm. see that happening, but but yeah, I, I don't see why not. But I don't believe in UFOs. I don't believe that they've visited. I don't believe they've crash landed, etc. I don't believe that humans have been abducted and probed, uh, that sort of thing. But there'll be something, even as I say, even if it's like something on on the bacterial level, that that that, that there must be yeah. something. Surely there must be other planets capable of housing life. But who knows? We will. You might never find out, but it's a thing. Uh, hobnobbing with Nobbins, that will be a future feature when we've uh, solidified these live streams. I think I think we are getting better, though, Gasky. Do you concur? I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. And in terms of uh, next week's matches, it's actually there's, 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 there are midweek matches and then there's weekend matches, so we'll just pick out the most uh, exciting ones for the next podcast. But the two that really caught our eye, it was the Merseyside derby, the return of Darwin Nunez. Can he keep his temper intact for a derby match? That remains to be seen. And another, not a derby, but it is a big rivalry, or certainly was in the late 90s, early noughties, Manchester United versus Arsenal. Will Manchester United be the team to bring Arsenal's 100% record to an end? I think they will. Draw or win? <laughs> draw i'll be fair i'll be fair hey well, i think i think it'll be a good game yeah well, I think it'll be a good game united beat liverpool at home there's no reason why they can't beat arsenal oh, exactly. there's no reason why they can't uh yeah i think i think arsenal will probably press the way liverpool did 
So if the tactics go well, I think United do have a good chance. And that will be a proper test for Arteta's and art. You, you never so. know, we may we may see Anthony United shirt for the first time in that game. Oh yeah, we, we haven't even touched on Anthony. We will uh, be doing a transfer deadline day special next podcast when we when for the main topic we'll have a look at the uh, deadline. Uh, sorry, the uh, the transfers. You know who won the transfer window, um, and we will be talking about the. Uh, 85, I believe it's 85 million pound move for uh, Anthony and also the 75 million pound move for Fafana uh, to Chelsea and everything else when we properly discuss uh, transfers. Well, that is the main podcast done. But Gasky, you, do you know what's up next? I think I do. I think it's everyone's favourite part of the podcast. It is Ball Busters! Absolutely. <laughs> it is time. It is time for, first of all, for me to dish out the answers from last week's podcast and to give you the next three. If you are new, it's first time watching. Three cryptic clues of a footballer past or present, dead or alive. You've got to get into my brain and figure out what on earth I'm trying to say. One of which, I, one of which, just as an example, one that I came up on the spot yesterday on a stream. Um, M, the initials are MS. And the vegetarian rapper is hungry. What is the answer, Gasky? Mo Salah. Or Mo Salad. Because he wants because he's a rapper, so he's saying Mo, not more. Mo money, more problems. It's Mo and it's he's a vegetarian. He wants salad, Mo salad, Mo Salah. That's the level we're working with here. And these were the three, and, and you enter by leaving a comment on the YouTube channel. By the way, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you want to win the prize, which is 1,000 knob coins, which is the cryptocurrency that we use on my live streams in order to make me do silly stuff on streams and also just to get prizes for yourself, you can get 1,000 knob coins, which is quite a lot, actually. It is quite a lot. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a generous man. What can I say? So the clues last week were D-A, D-A with the initials, and the clue was you've got to slow down the famous boxer. And Gasky, that was... That was... Delay Ali. Delhi Ali, because you're delaying Muhammad Ali. Delay Ali, Delhi Ali. Well done, Gasky. Now, the second one, no one got, so we'll do that at the end. But the next one is GC. This storm is overused. Gasky, what was that? Storm is a gale. Overused is a cliche. Gale, cliche. And I don't tell Gasky the answers, by the way, so he's figured these out on his own. So, yes, well, that's absolutely correct. Well done. Now, Everyone who commented got both of those. So well done. But no one, no one got the second one. Everyone, the, the, the initials were EH. Everyone put Eden Hazard. I'm guessing that's because people are just trying to figure out from the initials. But this was the clue. Think about Jesse in Amsterdam. Think about Jesse in Amsterdam. Now, let me, let me to explain. The answer isn't Eden Hazard. So you're thinking... What do you do when you think, Gasky? What sort of like noise might you make? You might go, uh. You might go, uh. And you um, and, 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 um, and, and yeah, exactly. And you're thinking about Jesse. Jesse? Well, what footballer might might you think is Jesse? Oh, famous Jesse's. Jesse. A famous Lingard. Jesse Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard. And Lingard is colloquially known as Lings. J Lings. So you're thinking about Jesse, you're thinking about Lings. So it's uh it's Erling. It's Erlings. And you're in Amsterdam. So you're, you're in Holland. See, so, you, so you're thinking about Jesse in Amsterdam. It's, it's Erling's Holland. It's Erling Holland. Erling Haaland. 
I call him Haaland, but it's the answer is Erling Haaland, Erling Haaland. That is the one. And Gasky, you got that as well, uh, didn't you? So you got all three. So you you would have won the prize. Absolutely. But sadly, if I was to win the prize, it would be rigged. <laughs> so let's not do that. <laughs> so that, and I'm just going to have a look at the comments right now. So Tab got, uh, I, I think everyone basically put the same ones. Uh, Tab got two, Drillhub got two, Ed got two, Ryan got two, and Musty got two. So how many is that? One, two, three, four, five. So Gasky, pick a number between one and five. And this will determine let's who wins. Go, let's go with five this time. You've gone for five. I can reveal that the winner of Ball Busters Ooh. is Musty. Well done, Musty. Musty. You put... Oh, not Musty. Joke on three guys, uh, four guys. Oh, yeah. He's an absolute <laughs> rat on four guys. Uh, he, he, he also he also left um, explanations. He, also, he went Delhi Ali, Delay Muhammad Ali. He went, Gail Cliche, Cliche sounds like cliche. And they put Eden Hazard, brackets, vibes. So I also like the explanations from uh, Musty. Well done. Uh, but there you go. One, 1k knob coins will be going to you, as well as the role in the Discord server. Yeah. And now we move on to the this week's questions. Again, leave your answers in the comments. The first one, the cryptic clue is DS. DS. Those initials, the cryptic clue, the Jude. Sorry. The Judaic star is a sailor. The Judaic star is a sailor. DS. Number two. Initials are PC. PC. And the clue is there's a crying vegetable. Duck. There's a crying vegetable. Duck. That's the second one. And then the third one. The initials are TA. TA. And the cryptic clue. You know the family that lives on Cemetery Lane? Think about their legs and feet. You know the family that lives on Cemetery Lane? Think about their legs and feet. Gasky's already got all of them. So these are guessable. Do this time. Yep, so I expect that... No, I expect at least one person to get all three correct. Because Gasky got them and got them very quickly as well. Um, but that is another episode of... The Knobcast, much closer to the second episode because of reasons explained in uh, that uh, installment of the Knobcast. The next one will be out next week. Normal service will uh, resume. Gasky, have you enjoyed yourself, Sunshine? Oh, a smashing time as usual in the company of Nobbins. It's always, always going to be a good time. There you go. Shout out, Gasky. That's my boy. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave your ball busters answers in the comments. If you're watching on Spotify, if you're sorry, if you're listening on Spotify, listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating, a five-star review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a writing in your review as well. Like actually write out a review as well. Uh, if I think if we get enough, then it allows me to actually see the reviews, and it'll, it'll be quite funny for me to read out some of the funnier ones on uh, the future installments of the Knobcast. But that is us. My name is Nobbins. His name is Gasky. Um, that was episode number three. As I say, hope you enjoyed it. We will be back next week. We'll be chatting about more football and the deadline day transfers. Will Liverpool sign a midfielder? For example, a clue? No, they will not. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Bye.